Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos host. Today is April 11th, 2021, and it is the new moon in Aries, remarkably. That actually occurs later this evening on the East Coast at 10.31 p.m. On the West Coast, three hours earlier at 7.31 p.m. And in Hawaii, where I am, I will comment in case those people are listening. It'll be at 4.31 p.m. It's a new cycle. It begins the zodiac it's resetting it for a three-year cycle, and it also could be measured. It's a lunar, it's moon, right? Sun and moon are together. It's not receiving that reflection from the sun because the earth is blocking the reflection. That's a little of the astronomy of it. But the fact is, it's that gestation, just like a seed in the earth that has a chance to really form its roots. And so it's a matter of reflecting back. It is beginning a cycle that started last. Well, it's not beginning a cycle. It's activating a cycle that happened last January. So there's somewhat of a reflection as we steer forward. And we can project either as our measuring point for a year, because it would be another new moon in April next year, of course, as it happens. But that half point would be which is a little closer and more intimate because we are talking Aries. It's like, what's happening to me? Thank you. It is the beginning. In On October 20th, there's going to be the full moon in Aries. So you might just think ahead like, okay, things happening now will culminate at that time. It's a portal. Our subject is to do or not to do and why. And as one of the panelists so aptly said, it was Leslie, breaking, build it and they will come. As we ask what action in life to take and breaking free of our restrictions. Okay, we are ready now for the planet buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Leslie Francis, author of the 2019 and 2020 Llewellyn Sunsign books, a practicing professional astrologer intuitive, a lecturer, and host of my own podcast, Coloring Outside the Box. My lifelong search to understand what it is to be human led me to develop my own approach to astrology called purpose-centered astrology. I passionately seek to support people in their greatest act of creativity, living life, through consultations and webinars. Creator of Star Cards, I love talking and making people laugh. 
I'm Tara All, an astrologer, writer, and artist who loves spirituality and metaphysics. I practice and teach evolutionary astrology, and I work with the tarot, crystals, hermeticism, and animal medicine. My approach is creative and experiential, and I created a YouTube video series called We Are the Planets through EA Zoom meetings. I also speak at conferences. Currently, I'm the resident astrologer and lead writer for Sage Goddess, and I serve on the ESAR board as marketing director. And I'm Dr. Laura Tad. I have a PhD in human science and work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with people around the world. I teach and lecture on astrology both in person and remotely. I have a blog. I have written for the Mountain Astrologer, Celestial Vibes, and Tarot.com. Additionally, I am the educational coordinator for Live Life Resources, an educational nonprofit specializing in resiliency training, education, and research. And as the ancient Hermetic Code reveals, as below, so above, as above, so below. Oh, hot diggity. What a wonderful, wonderful panel. I'm really enthused every time I meet with you all. We begin each um, panel conversation with one element that always, I think, surprises each one of us. Okay, what am I going to say? But I know it does for myself as to an aspect of this energy that we're talking about that has some significance. For me, I'm going to choose something I learned from Mayan astrology. It is in Mayan astrology today. There's own, its own cycle. Mark Elmy is a wonderful astrologer. If anybody's interested, thefourpillars.org. And it's eight Aj, the cornstalk, meaning that potentially looking for seeking that wisdom of uh, will give us in this new direction, the totality, and I'm elaborating it in my own way, okay, for those that know Mayan astrology, but it is an eight day, and it is that totality of life and death, just like Aries, really, isn't it? And so we have a chance for new beginnings that can really bring the balance of home, community, earth, and sky. So I'm charged. All right. <laughs> Who would like to go next? <laughs> Well, I will. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Me and my Aries made heaven. Yay. <laughs> so uh, for me, uh, because I, I've been thinking a lot about this since we had our conversation earlier in the week, and I really think the key word for this is intensity, because as we look forward to initiate, uh, to building something and breaking free, as you were mentioning, uh, there is an intense drive and it kind of harkens back to what our theme is today, which is to do or not to do and why. So uh, I want to say that it's important that we're clear. What is it that you want to initiate? Is it that you want to initiate action or do you want to initiate intention? Oh boy, that's a seed. I'm keeping that one. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I do my best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Laura or Les, um, or Tara, Tara. Um, I can, I can, I can take it. So my notes, uh, my self-reflective question to myself, and I will pose it in case you want to use it for yourself too, is where and how am I ready to go? 
and not just to go, but to give it full focus and discipline, even if I don't know where it's fully going. So where do I need to just be it and actively do it now? Mm. Excellent. Because reminds me we're in a new moon of course we need that seed intention this is good advice and laura thank you um well yeah along i know just all intertwined with what everybody else is saying that both the new moon and aries are these beginning energies this intention setting this um preparing to go forward, right? We're about to take action and, or the non-action that's part of the to do or not to do is sometimes the best action to take is to pause. Um, and that that in itself has a lot of power and a lot of positive outcome that, you know, they talk about, you know, some in research often when you are immersed in your studies, which could be very Piscean, where we sort of get lost in things that was right before the last new moon we had before this one. And it's only when you take a step back that you have that aha moment and things click and move together and come together. That's very much that sort of Aries aha lightning strike moment that is instant. Um, and so I think that that's part of this action non-action of knowing when to leap suddenly when maybe you've been holding back. That's very apropos. Reminds me of a cat. You know, I often remember as a child, because we love cats, as it would just sit there struggling to leap and then boom, it would reach the top part of the mantelpiece. And we had tall mantelpieces, you know, in the Northwest at that time, older homes. Yes being prepared in that. And it also reminds me that of the cardinal cross, you know, that we are talking about Aries and opposing it on the other side, the archetypal Libra of others, but then the cancer and the Capricorn and cancer needs to process and it, it makes great significance. Well, I, you know, I think the interesting thing, because Aries is all often always about outward action, right? And, and because they're always, you know, there's a need to move and groove and get things done. It, the challenge is, it, it's connected to what Laura was saying. And that is that, you know, we can take action inwardly because the new moon it is a gestation period. It's an inward energy. It, things, things are coming together. And yet, you know, we, where we've been over the last year and four months, last 16 months has been in a place of essentially what feels to people, not to some people like a holding pattern and to other people like jail. Let's be honest. It feels like jail. And, and so, you know, and because there's so much optimism connected to the, to this particular new moon that, that droop, that sextile to Jupiter, a little bit of astrology here, you know, you know, we want to just go. And the question is, as as Tara was saying, is where do you want to go and and what is going to serve you best? Because that is, you know, that harkens back to the the energy with Pluto about and Capricorn about you know accountability and intention and and the focus and hey, apparently my brain just 
Right the no, <laughs> that was beautiful because choice it really just get down to choice that is the polarity opposite and we could draw to it for so many reasons that's absolutely true um well and i think with that pluto piece that it tempers that aries energy some that can rush that can look, leap before you look and you know be sort of wildly coyote and get in trouble because you're not looking forward enough and that score to Pluto tempers that some and says like, okay, um, there has some degree of a plan, some accountability, some intention with it, that it's not action just for the sake of action because everybody's been in jail for almost a year and a half. And so we're ready to just sprint out the door. And that might actually not be the most attuned decision. And it, that takes going inward to make that, to find that clarity. Yeah, and I want to show this. I know that Tara, I know has things to say, but I want to show the screen now for people because look at all of this activity here in Aries and Mars, which I was just remembering is out of bounds. That means that it's beyond the boundaries and the limits. It has uh, a lot of, um, uh, uh, it happens period planets do go out of bounds and especially when they're in uh late gemini or uh, around or, or cancer or around the solstice degrees but the point is is that all this is answering to mars so when you're talking about jumping yeah if it's out of bounds it's wanting to just move freely as it will without restrictions that's the idea of out of bounds and it's also talking to quite a crew here i mean we have the sun and the moon venus of course and there's some uh dwarf planets involved which would be eris and ceres and then mercury along with chiron the centaur there's a lot that mars is directing here and in its mutable and i know this is astrology talk but just to give people an idea I'll stop sharing unless somebody wants me to again later. But um, I hope that uh, reinforces just as far as this astrological depth of how we could be jumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And as we are, well, dealing with this next phase of what it looks like to be have more people vaccinated from COVID and what it looks like to be released from what we're calling quote unquote jail. Um, that Pluto square uh, to the new moon, uh, Laura, I think you're the one who said that squares hold the archetype archetype in check, right? And so we had talked in our pre-meeting about how this square between um, Pluto in Capricorn with, um, of course, the moon in Aries uh, is kind of making us, challenging us to figure out how, how to be in the group or how not to be in the group, right? How the individual interacts with the group. One thing I hadn't thought about is that literally applies to when is it safe to be in the group? You know, um, I was thinking about, I was, I was literally thinking about it more just like, okay, how do I participate in the organizations I'm part of? And when do I just do me? When do I try to like, you know, uh, when do I turn those gifts outward more to society? And, but now I'm like, oh, what's really pertinent is literally when is it safe to be in the group? When, 
when is, when is it perhaps putting the group at risk when I put myself there? So now we have this whole new territory, I feel like, to explore on about when to move, when not to move, and when, um, yeah, because Aries also does have something to do with safety, right? There definitely is an element in that as well, and literally with being alive and life, right? So in some ways, with Pluto square planets in Aries, we're looking at life and death together, and that's an even bigger mm -hmm. picture here. Yeah. Well, isn't that symbolic of what we've been through over the last 16 mm -hmm. months? And and the yeah. image remains. And so, you know, the other thing, of course, is that is is um, the Pluto connection to to Mars and Mars being out of bounds. I mean, there's a powerful drive here for for a huge transformation. However, you know, there is still like here's one thing I noticed driving down the road. It's, it's almost like I, I'd like to be able to stop all the people who are driving slowly. <laughs> And, and ask them, are they afraid of the future? Because you see in people's actions how they're responding to the energies that we're dealing with. Because, I mean, this is a, this is, this particular new moon packs quite, and, and I don't mean a physical, but but there's so much drive and so much passion attached to it, and and it it it's it's all that, and it's kind of like it's all that in a bag of chips. Well, yeah, but again, I think to myself, there's two coins here. There's the fear, the fear possibly, but the processing. Again, we get to that cardinal axis with Aries, with Cancer and and Saturn or Capricorn, because the Capricorn might have on its, and we're talking shadow side, the whole dimension. There is a fearfulness because one doesn't know and one wants to be cautious. But on the other hand, I know that for myself, there's a certain amount of wanting to take my time to process things. I just want to be able to kind of, kind of be able to size it up as I go so that it's not so uh, taken by shock because we do have, if we're talking about Venus and Venus is that planet of what we attract, love, uh, values, so much involved. And it is really involved right now in this tension with how we're transforming our structures with Pluto. And it also rules Uranus. I mean, Uranus is, is looking to, in, in Taurus. So there's, which is in this, there's a lot astrologically, not, I'm always trying to be sensitive to our audience that may or may not be cued into some of this astrology. But the fact is, is that where we're going new with our head thoughts, we could say in this communicative uh, Aquarian air venture that Saturn is lending us towards is still in this, uh, tension oriented all year thought of what is the past with um, Saturn, not Saturn, but anyway, Uranus, as I was saying. So, boy, I was going to throw this in as a, um, oh, we want to get to the personal. Now, somehow in the back of my brain, it made sense to say to you, maybe we need to hone it down into our personal experience. But Leslie, you had a no, thought. Well, well, I do, but I totally, I mean, we wanted the personal experience, but I want to, I, I want to respond. You took the fears, you, you took the fear side for Capricorn. I'm going to stand on the Aries side of fear at the same time that Capricorn has its fears, Aries has its fears and its fears are that if it gives too much to the collective, if it doesn't stand up on its own, if it merges too much, 
if it sacrifices too much, if it gives too much on any level, it will lose uh, somehow what is its own or lose itself. And this is magnified because Chiron is an Aries. So part of this thing of healing the individual self-image, part of the fear um, of being part of a greater collective is that I lose myself, right? And so we've got this Neptune and Pisces going on the same time as we have a Chiron and Aries. So there's a challenge. Again, this how do I be me in a group is a bigger deal. I'm just saying there's fear on both I guess corners of that of that square, if you will, for sure. Well, yeah. and, and I really think that's true because if if you think in the last fourteen months how the, there has been such an ebb and flow about individual rights versus yeah. versus the group, I mean, this is something that humans have been um, dealing with for centuries, and here we are again trying to figure out, you know, what is in the best interest of the collective versus what's in the best interest of me. Yeah. yeah, and then and, we get and, and my individual authentic self, and I yeah. and I just wanted to throw one more thing in before I forget, and and that is that we've got you know with the with that exchange energy between Mercury and Mars, we have so much fire energy, and fire energy is so profoundly intuitive, mm -hmm. and it operates on gut instinct. So one of the really wonderful things about this new moon is the opportunity to tune into that facet of yourself and you've got to have some space so in other words you i mean here's the deal as we we're all talking you know you can run off in 25 different directions but what would happen if you just you know sort of eased into that energy and really felt it and allowed it to guide you towards something that is meaningful to you Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, Beautiful. I was going to say with that, I mean, part of the fear to end that and that need then to just there's an element of trust, right? Because part of what's happening with the new moon and Venus being combust, right? She's so close to the sun. Mm -hmm. So right now in the sky, we can't see the moon or Venus, even though they're both in Aries. And so we have all of this fiery Aries energy at the same time that parts of the sky are hidden from us, at least consciously. Mm. Right. And so that piece of needing to trust what we need emotionally with the moon, what we trust, what is important to us with Venus hidden, mm. because it's not as tangibly accessible, even though it's so powerful, we can't, we literally can't see it. Right. So it's the that's those are feminine archetypes or yin archetypes, and we're meant to feel them anyway. But like Leslie was saying, we have probably even a heightened ability to feel them, but we have to tune in that way. If we try to tune in from our, I guess, conscious visual way, like you're talking about, Laura, we won't, they're not available to us there. What I really love about this is a whole new recognition through experience of what we've called yin and yang, like yin, this compassion. And I picked these words up again from Mark Elmy, but I hope this is resonating with what you've all uh, said. But we are, because we, I love this, the whole conversation, realizing the factor of, because we are experiencing Aries about our life, about the stability, the stability of keeping that flame alive and that fear of losing that self that we're creating is so true. And yet, if we can keep that compassion, 
which is that receiving part of heart will build that strength of yang going forward. I, I guess that's the two thoughts. I, I like I that. Ooh, good. Yeah, there's new dimensions, new dimensions. Yeah. We're all seeding. <laughs> well, I think I mean I I think we should move to the personal part because we I know we all had different examples. Like for example, some of the questions I had was, you know, what are we moving on or what's forcing us to move right now? I feel like everybody has a version of this. Like with this energy happening, there's maybe whether you recognize it or not, this like stuff is actually happening. And so using some examples, I feel like always helps me get into more of uh, I don't know what the opportunities are with it. Not just what's happening, but what's the actual opportunity underneath the circumstance? Well, I'd love to hear it. We have a couple of minutes before. So I do you have a thought right off the, I think an, uh, an example, Tara, that you can. Well, I, uh, my, I, I do uh, volunteer as a board member uh, in a group and I definitely have felt a push to make things move forward um, even when I'm not necessarily in the position of everyone agreeing with me. So that, that's been up for me. And then how to do that, uh, while still be, like, to be objective in doing it and to actually re to focus on the intention more than reacting, I guess, to the individual circumstances. So for me, that's a blend of the Capricorn and the Aries type thing. How do I best contribute? And I'm realizing one of the ways I best contribute is just to be a straight shooter, you know, to be honest and straight shooter and to keep things moving forward. But that requires me, and I'm personally a cancer son, that requires me to let go of some personal attachments to how I like to be seen or received. Yeah. That is beautiful. Really illustrates the whole dy dynamics. It's courageous. That's um, very much so. I'm noticing, though, that we have, let's pick up on the next three and, of course, continue with that theme, uh, Tara, when we return from our little getaway moment. And I am with the Planet Buzz. That's Leslie Francis, Dr. Laura Smith, and Tara all. Dr. And Laura Tad. <laughs> Did I say it backwards? <laughs> okay. No, I don't know where Smith came from. Name. <laughs> I thought maybe Laura got married and she forgot to tell us about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Am I distracted? Back to the moment. Back to the moment. Okay. Planet Buzz, we return. Thank you. <laughs> While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube. 
along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Salutations from space. This is storyteller Gemini Brett, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we peek through the veil at astrology's ancient archetypes. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello again. All right. So we're picking up on this new moon, April 11th. It's starting at 1031 ET time, Eastern, or 731 p.m. on the Western side of the States. And identifying a few of the personal uh, intentions and causes that we're defending somehow with ourselves or our groups, as, as you had so well illustrated, Tara. So I thought it, I thought it might be helpful mm-hmm. that if we just, because I realized I didn't back up very well. So the reason why we're talking about this, like what are you moving on or what's forcing you to move is really because all the Aries stellium energy, and of course the new moon in Aries is adding to it, but Aries is always asking us like, what do you need to initiate? What, what do you need to step forward? What do you need to begin? And so it's just that really basic energy. But because there's so much of it, and because we have the square to Pluto in Capricorn, which also brings a different level of responsibility, a different level of almost maturity to it, and, and certainly a forcefulness to it, right? Because Pluto always brings intensity. It's almost like there's a, a, a compelling force to do something. I'm just saying these are some of the reasons why we're bringing this up. And, and in our previous conversation, we recognized how like there were circumstances that, I mean, we couldn't have made up better stories to align with what's happening right now. So that was really what the, the, uh, the thing is. And I have to laugh because Sue, when you, when you give Laura a new name, it's perfect. Cause Dane, Dane Rujar always says Aries as I name myself. And I was thinking, well, in this case, Sue just names us. So you know, that's the ultimate Aries. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you Tara, so much. And, and I'll just, while I have this chart up here, I'll just mention that um, mutual reception. We have Mars here. That's the control captain in as far as delegating out uh, the direction in mutable Gemini to all of these uh, airy activities. And it's in what we call mutual reception with Venus. So I'll stop sharing and we'll get back to um, somebody else. I know, Leslie, you had some, if a new experience with transportation, which is <laughs> Gemini, right? Like, <laughs> That was meaningful. Well, well yeah, I, I, I took advantage of the mutual reception before the new moon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I bought a new vehicle. Uh, and as always with me, it's never planned. It just kind of happens. And uh, so, and it's interesting because I realized that the previous vehicles I had, uh, I bought them always when the sun was in either Cancer or Virgo. And this one I bought when the sun was in Aries. So I I, I tried to give it a, a, a girl name. It, it, it was not happy with that. So, <laughs> and it, this really fits in the theme because I named 
I have a special relationship with my cars, my vehicles. So let's just say, so they always have a name and this one is Merlin. So, and for me, you know, the, the, um, I'm finding that like something happened today in which I was called upon and it was family related. I was called upon just to state where, you know, like her was talking about being a straight shooter, but do it from a place of objectivity. In other words, don't, don't give in because we know what families are like. It's really easy to jump down that rabbit hole. Right. And, and, and just to be very clear about what my intention was, which is why, you know, what in the beginning, that's why I was talking about intention. Because sometimes we take action without forming an intention, as oh, Laura yes. was saying before. And and the new moon <clears throat> is is dark. You know, it there's I, I really love all the comments that we're getting to understand that so much of what we're dealing with begins in here. And and we're being called upon. And I, for me, most of this energy is all in my ninth house. Mm. So what is the ninth house in astrology? Well, it's all connected to, and it's connected to career and to writing and to publishing. And uh, and part of my brain just said, and maybe uh, getting it together and, and moving forward on some projects that have been in gestation phases for quite a long yeah. time. Like a so, new, yeah. Go ahead. So this is what I want to say. I mean, it, it, you know, it really connects to an opportunity for all of us to, I see that the timing may be perfect for things that were the time wasn't right before. I like it. And, and um, so it, it, you know, it's really interesting when you have such a concentration of energy, it really does find you focusing on all, a lot of aspects of your life, not, not just one, even though I just said, you know, where and specifically the energy is focused in my chart. And it's funny because I think that, and of course the release point or, or the opposite to this is Libra, which in my third house, which for me is cars. <laughs> well, you know, it's so, so, anyway, uh, so it was it was such a significant thing for me to 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 do that, and it's interesting because it's part of self care, and that is you know part and parcel of really the you know connected to what Tara was saying, taking care of oneself. And there are so many different ways that we can take care of ourselves, you know, by planning where we're going, by being clear that we're being authentic, by honoring and respecting ourselves enough to speak our truth. Thank you. I agree. And what a perfect illustration of Mars itself that is in transportation, communication, but diversity. I think when you said it could be so many different ways, yes, it can. Um, I'm sort of just stating on my own focus, but Laura, did you have one to offer? Uh, uh, yeah, so there's a couple, and it's interesting because as I pull in, you know, looking at it for myself with houses, right, This the airy stellium that's going on for me most is sort of fifth and sixth house. Um, but the new moon falls in the sixth, but they're so interrelated because it's a stellium. So I've had a lot of stuff going on where I am sort of being forced to stop backburnering projects. So, <laughs> right, so it's these creative projects, but that are about my daily life, 
right? So that's this tie-in between the fifth and sixth that are these creative projects that change what I'm doing daily when I stop backburnering stuff that for three years I've been talking about getting going. And they're fine. And even noticing like last night, it's like I keep wanting to create something. I'm like, okay, I have to go get like more yarn and be knitting or crocheting or something because my hands need to be busy. I'm feeling this almost angst that I'm not creating something. Um, and so I've been teaching my goddaughter how to crochet. It's like I have to be creating right now. It's almost like like an itch, right? Or like a craving that you have to fulfill or have to feed in some way because it feels a little, it's anxiety producing not to itch that scratch, right? Like or scratch that itch rather. Scratch. <laughs> Well, what I love, yes, and it, you're bringing up all these code words just to illustrate out to our audience, teaching, so Gemini, and three years, I was going to mention, you know, in this cycle, it, there is a larger gestation of three years, so if we go back three years, we can see what started that's now finishing, and we can project there will be another three years, there's different ways of looking at this cycle, they're interrelated, so I'm, that's so great to bring it up. Um, and uh, so I'll share if you are yeah okay thank you right. <laughs> because a lot of this did bring it up it is personal I find meaning that on the one hand because mine's in the seventh house of others and it also conjuncts part of it in late degrees with my north node uh, so I am finding that I'm getting really reactivated you might say reforming some of the structures of my direction, which obviously has to do with cosmos. I'm beginning to think of, of a conversation that I'll bring up right now of astra drama, which we're going to try on May 2nd with the crew here and a few others, and maybe even in addition to talk um, the YouTube channel that Talk Cosmos has. But also on a person, it's so, boy, the whole spectrum. Of course, Je I am a Gemini, so... Um, this interaction between Mars and Aries kind of fits the gamut of my life. And I've had some conflict and it does get back down into really reflecting of myself, like this idea of intention of soul, which is like our own personal mission to connect with and knowing so many things about boundaries with life and timing timing if you're going to be productive how do you fit in the laundry list of life into a compact <laughs> moment which i'm realizing has its it's no it's, uh, no <laughs> i know and it's just like sometimes i i really went down, why are there why are there walls <laughs> well there are <laughs> It's just like, why is the road, right? If you're going to be driving, why can't we just kind of elevate and go forward? But but the fact is, is that I will kind of complete and say, because I am listening, you know, by listening, learning, you know, through others, trying to connect the thoughts, is that in order to manifest anything in this world, we need to be grounded. So there's great virtue to this. And I don't know... Um, family and self and our position with um, our external has so much to do with where our life is right now. And I'm so grateful that for myself that I've moved 
to Hawaii, even though there's a distance, there's an independence and um, grateful that it's allowing me this new dimension, how to interconnect on terms. So without saying a million more things. <laughs> no, it's all good. And I forgot to mention that um, to tie in why buying the car was important is as I was sitting in it in the showroom, before I even drove it on the road, the message I got, this is to initiate a new journey in your life. Ooh. And it has a name. Tell the name. It's I did. Merlin. Oh, she did. Merlin. No, no, no. It's an Envision. It's a kind of car. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, it's a Buick Envision Essence. <laughs> yeah. I know. And this is going to be more perfect, right? And it coordinates in a symbolic ways a, a signature that that is so important to me, realizing to share that we get signs from life. It is that spiritual essence, the backdrop of Neptune, if we want to try to clarify it, mm -hmm. but that we all interpret, we can become the masters of our own um, sig uh, interpretation with life through similar that's an example. I hope I made sense saying that. You know, I was thinking with them. I mean, my, my example with needing to be direct is amplified because the stellium's in my first house, right? So that's mm -hmm. extra. But one note that I had written down was that Aries, um, which of course we know the stellium's in Aries, and then also Capricorn, which is a big deal because Pluto's still in Capricorn. Neither one has patience for passive aggressiveness. We talked about this before. And so I think this is also bringing up that in general, all of our need collectively to be more direct and less passive aggressive. And I know for myself, again, I mean, I can bring this up. I have Libra on the descendant and I am a cancer son. As much as I value being forthright, I know how I can be passive aggressive. And so it's a challenge to me to let some of that go, right? It's not how I want to move forward. So for me, that's a big part of what this new, new, I guess, initiation of a new cycle for me is I'm recognizing that even when it's uncomfortable in the moment, it's so much cleaner and better just to be straightforward. And you can do it with kindness and compassion, of course. But and that's that dance, right? Because yeah. all that Aries can be super aggressive, super oh my gosh. angry, right? And so sharp or just knee jerk <laughs> reaction, right? And so how to be proactive and ask for what you need. And yet when somebody is in reaction to what you're asking for, not pinging off of them in anger, right? It's like how to temper the, again, sort of the gift of that Pluto is it can temper some of that knee jerk reaction and go like, okay, right. Time to transform how I would respond to this. Yeah. I'm not going to respond how I would have a year ago because this energy is being held in check to some degree. I can't be as reactionary to somebody else's imbalance. Um, and so it doesn't escalate and escalate and escalate, which it yeah. could with that kind of stellium. And then, even, and then even sometimes intentionally assessing the situation and choosing that you don't need to respond at all. Like that, th this is that proactive non-action that we talked about before, right? I mean, this yeah. is all in the same field of action, but it's like, really, like, what's the clean, clear path? I mean, that's really, it's, it's about, I mean, I was, 
my teacher, Laura Nalbandian, who's now my friend, was she personally reminded me just the other day, less attachment, more intention, right? In mm -hmm. everything. That's good medicine for me. And it fits with this energy for sure. Well, and you know, it's funny, Laura's been talking about something that essentially all I wrote down was Pluto, hold your horses, <laughs> hold your horses. And, and the other image that came to me, which may not make any sense to anybody but me is, am I going to tip to, to geez, am I going to tiptoe through the tulips or am I going to mow them down? Or how about cutting them for a vase? There's always that's yes. There is a third option. Yes. But, oh my God, you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because because Aries extremism is an also an issue, right? It's yes. all or nothing. There's no in between. <laughs> well, it can be. So we are, but I'm thinking that on the other side of this is the freedom that it allows. And the freedom then brings the authenticity. And I think with the compassion and all of this that we've been talking about. And also just the whole fact that be, our perspective has changed since last year when all this got triggered, you know, that this is triggering at, to go back to January. I mean, it's at the same degree as that January 12th when 38 year cycle of, Saturn and Pluto got together as far as astrological thoughts, but so much has happened. And our perspective, because we have had things restricted from us and that now we've had the centering within and that we're beginning to get on that cusp of that first square where it's a, it's not a crisis point, is it? But it is like a facial activity where it's we're starting the seed it's beginning to bloom and we're gonna go for it so Which square yeah. sue let's tell them what square we're talking oh, oh, about yeah well again to clarify it's and i did have a a screen for it was is that last january on the 12th saturn conjunct pluto at 22 degrees and there was a stellium and now with this new moon in 22 degrees it's an exact first mm -hmm facial square to talk astrology yeah, yeah between so much uh structure so much conditioning so much of traditional past that now with this new seed of intention and of courage and exploration of all of the elements that aries brings we have a moment to uh start off but it's in a sense it's guided from that point it could be said so that if that explains a little bit yeah and, and anytime a first quarter square and we talked about this a little bit before too but that, that's the time to put things into action right that's the time to yes. start testing things out so um doesn't mean it's going to be graceful in fact it's usually the opposite but you only find out what you what you actually made of or what you've got and you know when you take the show on the road a little bit so this is part of it too. It's a first quarter is waxing. It's a lot of energy. It's Leo energy underneath. If you, you look at it from that angle. And so it's about taking the risk, see what you can do. Yeah. And the whole idea that we are letting go of long, long patterns. It, it, it you know, sometimes I often remember in this modern age that we live in, we might think that a long pattern was back in March or February, you know, on our calendar, but it's not, it's these systematic uh, 
structures that just keep getting built and built and built over time, such as patriarchal or such as our systems of how we operate or our philosophies. You know, we have the nodes right now in Sagittarius and of culture is another way besides belief systems. It's built through mm-hmm. culture and it can be our immediate culture. It doesn't have to be other countries' culture. And we're learning through the communicative Gemini that wants communication, but teaching, you know, such as Laura, as you'd mentioned about just your ch- a, a child or a person. So we're in a new uh, creative um, um, energy point. It is a good reminder that the you know, North Node is in Gemini because, again, it's about open-mindedness. It's about not just having one answer, but being willing to look at all the different possible paths that get to the same place. You know, it's a, it's a, there, there is a, and it's testing the old held culture or beliefs, mm. right? I mean, it really, it's a test to that. I mean, that's what Gemini does. It pokes holes in what Sagittarius <laughs> thinks is like the, you know, the, the one true thing. And that's, so we're in that period of time. And that doesn't mean just us poking holes in other people's stuff. But that really means us poking holes in our own ideas of what we think is true, what we think is valuable even, why, and what we even think is real. So in that way, it's like a, uh, it c- can be a very magical time of awakening if we want it to be. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and it's I think with that Gemini, right, there's not necessarily conclusions. Right. Right? It's just Gemini's the data gatherer. It's more the more information, the better. And so it's sort of, okay, more to chew on, more to contemplate, more to speculate about. And as soon as you sort of think you're done, more information coming in. And later we'll sit with that and it'll just date and we may come to conclusions. But right now it's just learning, right? And maybe more than sort of teaching, it's a time of learning. I have a yeah. I have, I have a private friend who always says that the answers are a prison. The questions set you free, and that's very much, you know, how I feel about Gemini. Lots of the time. Um, well, can can you be flexible in, in your thoughts? And because of that interplay between Mars and, and the rest of the plants and Aries, that is one place to really, if you want to focus your energy, is as Terry was saying, look at what it is you think. What is it your perception? What what is your internal languaging look like? And, and maybe- based on what? Yes, I, 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 this is so great. It goes back to that being direct, not being to, to honestly get centered without looking at what others. You know, it's like that whole combination of not de- of deconditioning mm-hmm. from the external, which we've ha- been forced to at this time, and it's. Uh, you know, it's very true. And one thought is also I'm remembering that with the old conditioning, there's a mythology of Saturn where for lo- I think it was in Rome's and, you know, back to the Western mythology that we're familiar with, Rome and Greece. But that in long years, there was harmony because everybody knew their role. Everybody had it settled, so there was peace and whatnot. And when Saturn got thrown out by Jupiter, 
which Saturn had done to Uranus and, and created time from no time of the sky. And now Jupiter comes in and throws out Saturn, this mythology to check out. The advantage was that I'd heard that I love is, is that it gave humanity the chance to, for free will. We can make our own choices. We may swim, we may fail, but we always have another chance. There's always going to be a recycle. There's always this another opportunity. And so it is messy. That's one way to look at it. And it is diverse. Yeah. But we Life are is messy. <laughs> yeah, that transparent time. And that's another point that one of you made. It may have been Laura, uh, Tara, I think, was that transparency of air because we're in that grand mutation. Mm. Yeah. You know, what's interesting when I think Leslie, when you were talking, I was thinking about this sort of Aries is about getting a new story going, right? It is the very beginning and the esoteric ruler of Aries is Mercury. So when you oh. think of those things working together, what I am, how I am, what I do, once that connects with the story piece, like once that mind and action come together, that's super powerful energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to share, you know, it's interesting because in the last year, especially once the nodal axis moved into Gemini Sagittarius, I found myself, you know, in, in conversations with people about masks and vaccinations and other such things, you know, wanting to prove that I was right. It was like, and I thought, but that's not normally my way of being. And I, and, I, and, and, and I had to stop and take a look at what was engaging me. What, what, what was it? And so it, it really challenged me to be uh, in my own space, in my own place, and to be okay with other people being in a space in a place that looks different than mine. That they're responding to whatever is, is, is going on in their consciousness. And that is, and that is something that, you know that nodal axis has a lot to do with it as well, yeah. and transforming this need that we have to be because Aries likes to be right, transforming the need to be right to the point that you know if unless everybody else is doing it the way you're doing it, <laughs> right, you're right and they're wrong, you know, transforming that to recognize yeah. that doing what works for you is all that you can really ask for. I have to say immediately, I want to hear so much of other voices, and I'm so grateful for all of you and grateful for our audience. Next week, we have Katie Cadge and Marie O'Neill. We're going to talk about Earth Day. I think that's it. And tonight is Planet Buzz, and it's with Dr. Laura Tad up at top, Leslie Francis to my left or right, depending on how you're screaming, <laughs> and Tara all Kitty Corner. And it's just been fabulous. Aries, here we go. We love you all. And oh, so much greatness. Thank you. And, and if somebody has a, you can throw in. Okay. <laughs> happy, happy new moon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.